Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hansen Metal, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. Glory be to the Lamb of God. What a joy, what a privilege to see yet another day. Every day is not the same. Every day is very unique. Therefore, the psalmist declared that this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And let us declare glory once again to the Lamb of God. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Now, he can be a stone of offense for those who do not accept him as their Lord and personal Savior. I suggest to you that there is no God apart from our God. He is the one through God. And we've got to give him praise. We've got to give him all the glory for giving us another opportunity to see yet another day. It's an opportunity. Many have died, not because we are better off than them, but because their time is hard probably. And we have been given this day because there is an unaccomplished job. There's a job we've got to do that we haven't finished, and so God is calling us to continue living to glorify his name. Today, I'm going to move forward. I've been spoken extensively about the need to be sure about the doctrine of the church you associate yourself with. I want to go on from there and then have us look out for the next thing that we studied in Acts chapter 2 verse 42. Now, we're trying to equip ourselves in such a way that when we go out of our geographical area, or maybe you are a freshly born again Christian, somebody led you to Christ, you want to be sure about the church that you are associated with. Now, we have looked at the need for doctrine. Acts chapter 2.42 speaks to us about the apostles' doctrine. And um, perchance, if you miss out on that, you go to YouTube Bible platform, you can still assess the teachings there. But we're moving on today, and Acts chapter 2.42, it reads, They, speaking about the apostles, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Four things mentioned there, that they, that is the believers, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. And number two, and to the fellowship, and to the fellowship. So the second peculiar activity that marked the early church that we are going to look at was their devotion to the fellowship. Let's break down the word fellowship. Fellows in the same ship. Fellowship. So it's very important. You grow in Christ if you don't walk alone. I want you to know that. That if, if you determine to walk alone, your growth in Christ will be unduly challenged. And uh, you might, if you are not careful, you might end up dying off. Because your survival depends very much on your being connected to others who share your faith. When you join yourself to others who share their faith in Jesus Christ, you survive. The pressures that come, the attacks that come, the challenges, even your own personal challenges, you always have somebody out there to help you to stand. God has not called us to stand alone. Now, let me read something from the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, the verses 23 to 25. 
Hebrews 10. He said, let us, speaking about those of us who have believed in Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior. He says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. Don't let it go. Let us hold unswervingly to the faith we profess. For he who has promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spare one another on toward love. You can't do this alone. Let us consider, think about how we may spare one another on toward love and good works. Now, listen carefully to the verse 25. Let us not give up meeting together. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but let us encourage one another and all the more as we see the day approaching you see there are a lot of things we can do for ourselves but there are other things that we need others to help us to do there's no way you can achieve all that god has for you in this life doing it alone people are important and God has created us in such a way with a desire, innate desire, to connect with each other. Now, when we receive Jesus, we receive Jesus into our lives. We are, spiritually speaking, initiated into a spiritual family. To make that connection relevant, we have to make the effort in the natural realm to join ourselves to others who have received the same light so we can together live the godly life to the praise of God. I want you to note something from the scripture I just read. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as we see the day, what day? Approaching all indications, including COVID-19 are pointing to one thing. The center is not holding because the king is coming. But I want you to know this. Verse 25 of the scripture that I just read, that is from the book of Hebrews chapter 10. These are some of the light that came to me that I want to share with you. The number one, we admonish not to give up meeting together. Now if God gives us that instruction, there must be a reason for giving us that instruction. And the first important reason I want you to note is in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Reading from the 12th verse. The Bible reads, then I mean, The body, the human body, is one unit, though it is made up of many parts. And though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body. Whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Now the body is not made up of one part but of many. That's verse 14. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, 
it would not for that reason cease to be part of their body. And if they hear, should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It would not for that reason cease to be part of their body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. So, the body of believers here, the church, is being, is being compared to the human body. And Paul, writing to the Corinthian church, made clear that everybody in the church or the body of believers is important. Every single person who joins himself to the fellowship of believers must be considered important. Nobody is more important than anyone on the basis of where Christ has positioned you. Because you may be the ear or Mr. Prophet, you may be the eyes, but you need the stomach to survive. You need the ears to survive. You need the legs to walk. As so somebody may never see, but he's the one who carries the church, is the leg. And so when you're joining yourself to a fellowship, you must join yourself to the kind of fellowship or church that believes that you have a role to play and will encourage you to develop your gift. Now let me say, the church is not going to make you a hero and carry you on his head because you are not. The only hero in the church or who should be the hero in the church is Christ. He is the head. You remove him, everything falls apart. You got a drift? Right. So, here we are told, we are one body, and we cannot function alone, or in isolation. Now, I wanted to note, developing this further, that the corporate anointing, corporate anointing, when we pray together, when, when we do things together, as the body of Christ, as the church, in which Christ lives by his spirit, we enjoy greater and better ministry than when we operate alone. We are more powerful, we are more effective than when we operate alone. You are listening to The Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back. Tune in to the Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal this and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM and your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continued. Now Matthew 18.20 Matthew 1820. Again, I say to you that if two of you, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. 
Listen carefully. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Now, one may ask, does this mean that when, when I pray alone, God does not hear or God will not answer when I pray alone? No, that's not the import of the message here. What it means is that, what it means is that when we pray as the body, with the numbers, the corporate anointing that comes when we are united, the corporate anointing that we release works faster, better, and more effective. It's just like, it's just like picking strands of a thread and, and putting them together. Now, you can use the strands of thread to do more than when you take just one strand or a stick of broom. I mean, if you try to sweep with a stick of broom or do something effectively with a stick of broom, you aren't going to get nowhere. But when you are bonded together, especially for those of us in this part of the world who can relate to what I'm talking about, because we use broom to sweep a lot. When they are bonded together, you see how, how nice they can sweep that floor or whatever. Even so, even so, the church the body of Christ, the fellowship of believers exudes so much power and anointing when we are united together. Now, I'm trying to make a point that you can't stand on your own. I hear people say, I believe in Jesus Christ, but, but I don't want anything to do with the church because a pastor said this about, a pastor did this to me. You know, I doubt, I doubt, I doubt if you count yourself to already have achieved I doubt if you can say, looking into the eyes of God, eyeball to eyeball, that there is no fault with you. Listen, Jesus loves the church. The church is the bride of Christ. Jesus loves the church. You cannot say, I love Jesus and I hate the church. You may not like a local church or a local assembly for whatever reason, but for Christ's sake, you must associate with the local church if you are a true believer in Jesus Christ. He commands it. He commands it. He cannot love you away from anybody else. After all, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So the one to mark the script is not you. It's Christ. Remove yourself from the judgment seat of pride. That makes you feel that no church is worth you associate you associating with. I'm not saying run route and just go and join any assembly of people who call themselves Christians. No. Jesus himself warned us. And that's why as a servant of the Lord, I'm here giving you this unadulterated word. But I want to be sure that there is a clear balance between what God desires and our own decisions that are not in line with the scriptures. You need to associate with God's people. Jesus was very disappointed. He was disappointed because he could not get the prayer support of his disciples. Now he took them to the garden to pray with him. And for heaven's sake, he could not get their support. 
And Matthew 26, 40 records this. Then he, speaking about Jesus, then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. He found them sleeping. Now, he did not take them there on a rendezvous. He did not take them there um, to observe that place as a tourist site. He took them there so that he would enjoy their fellowship so that they would pray with him. And the Bible said he came and found them sleeping. Now, if fellowship is not important, Jesus should have just walked away. He shouldn't complain, but listen to what he said. He addressed them and said, Could you not keep watch with me for one hour? I need your fellowship for at least one hour. Could you not do it? My friend, my brother, my sister, beloved of the Lord, if for some reason you are no longer associating with God's people, it will not help you. Try and find a local assembly. You are not going to join yourself with people who are perfect. It doesn't exist. No church from the leadership to the last person can claim perfection. Our perfection right now is only in the spirit where the redemptive work has been done. But as far as this life is concerned, we are still being saved and we will be saved. God is still working on us. We are pursuing righteousness. Paul wrote to Timothy, he said, pursue righteousness. We are doing our best with the help of the Holy Spirit. We still falter and fall. So don't let that be a hindrance between you and what God has prepared for you to do. You have something to contribute to the kingdom and you cannot do it in isolation. Join yourself to the fellowship of God's people. Jesus needed prayer support of his fellows in the ship fellowship when he came they were sleeping he was disappointed he was disappointed at the time that he came to them remember that the bible said he left them and he went away and prayed for an hour and that time he expected them to be praying i believe that jesus prayed the kind of prayer that james the apostle spoke about that the fervent prayer of the righteous availed much the righteous one righteous person and yet Jesus still felt the need to be supported by his disciples. Beloved, I need you to pray for me. You need me to pray for you. And God, our God, who is faithful and has promised, will do that which he has to do. Our burdens will be lightened as we share each other's burden. Beloved, it is Jesus. Not Moses or Elijah. Jesus is our perfect example. He is the only one without sin. And if Jesus himself, if Jesus Christ himself, he craved for fellowship, he craved for prayer support, how much more is followers? We need it. And we must make sure we get it. Beloved, you and I must belong to where God's people gather, the local church and the local assembly. Now I find in the scriptures, for instance, many times, and there are many scriptures where Paul and the other apostles will write to the church. Like when Paul was in prison, under house arrest in Rome, he wrote to the church. He always asked for their prayer support. And that's very interesting. I'll come to that point. But, <laughs> but let, me, let me read a scripture from 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 1. Paul's second letter to the Thessalonian church. 
chapter 3, verse 1. He wrote, Finally, brothers, pray for us. Finally, brothers, pray for us. Now, here today we have men of God who literally don't need our prayers. In fact, they are the solution to every problem. They don't have any problem at all. They don't have any need of prayer at all. They are on higher ground than Paul, who said he needed prayer. Than Jesus, who asked for prayer support. Carefully look for a place, a fellowship, where your prayer will make an impact to the general good. You don't sit down. You don't learn how to pray. You don't. You don't sit down and just be turned into a lifeless zombie object that only lives at the beck and call of your leader and you don't grow stunted. No. Go for a place where you can grow. Where your prayer will be relevant. Where you will be taught how to pray. Prayer is talking to God. I'll come to that because it's all loaded in Acts 2.42. It's one of the signs of a true believing church. That true believing church is a praying church. But for today, this is what I'm zeroing in. That is a fellowship of believers. Where everybody is counted as the part of the total body. And is relevant for the functioning, effective functioning of the body. 2 Thessalonians 3.1 Paul wrote, finally brothers, pray for us. Hebrews 13.18 Hebrews 13.18 Again, speaks about the need for prayer. Hebrews 13, 18 says, pray for us. You see, the false prophet says, he has power to pray for everyone's problem, but needs nobody's prayer. Mm. No scripture. It's not there. James 5, 14 and 16. James chapter 5, 14, 16. Is anyone sick among you? Let him call on the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Anointing him. Is anyone sick among you? Let him call the elders of the church. You see, this is total ministry. This is total ministry. This is Bible ministry. When somebody is sick, it should be everybody's burden. And the elders, the pastors, are to be called to pray for the person, to anoint the person as a corporate body, and the person will be healed. This is scripture. Hello? Yeah, it's true. Somebody can have the gift of healing. Now, I'm not, I'm not downgrading that. But that person cannot use the gift of healing to hold the whole church to ransom. So we go to church, and it's all about that person, and he stands up and runs the show there is no, I mean, there, there is no teaching. There is, I mean, biblical teaching. There's no red, red time for the people to get into corporate worship to express their love to their God. There is no order. Just standing there and it's all about, that is not biblical. So James 5, James five fourteen. he said, he's sick among you. Let him call the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. The oil should, the anointing should be in the name of the Lord, not in the name of the prophet. Verse 16. 
confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. There are so many dimensions of healing. Some of the healing, you don't even need the anointing. He said, confess your faults one to another, you'll be healed. If you are bitter towards somebody, it may be the, the reason for your headache. Go tell the person, confess to the person. You did this, you did that, and I'm upset, and you know, and take it off your show, your chest, and healing will come, boom, like that. Confess your sins one to another, and you hate somebody for no reason, pray about it. If you have a friend who you can confide in, ask the person to pray with you. It's a bad spirit. And when you confess, God will heal you. There are many times we put on the devil, and the devil is having a field day. He's not responsible at all. But then, because we put it on him, we make him so proud that, yeah, we are recognizing for things that he's not responsible for. Our own lack of knowledge is what is killing us. Let me conclude today by saying that you don't need to be a fellowship unto yourself. Seek for a true Bible-believing church. Stop saying that the people in the church, the people in the pastor in this and this and that, you are nothing more or less than them. We are all sinners, saved by grace. Jesus said, pick what is in your eyes, pick it out, and you can see clearly to take out what is in mind. You are only a part of the body, and you can survive and grow healthier when you are tied to the whole, not when you are separated and you are on your own. May the good Lord bless you. And if you don't have a church to fellowship with, I pray that you locate one. There are a, lo a lot of good churches out there. Stop complaining about what somebody did and somebody said. And may the Spirit of God help you and lead you in this adventure. It is worth it. God bless you. I'm your friend, Pastor Anson Metal, saying bye for now. Bye. for listening to Bible Platform. For questions, prayers, and counseling, contact Reverend Metal on 0244-239024. 0244-239024. Thank you for listening. Tune in same time next week. God bless you. Oh Lord.